version of the Sports View. You know what? We got to get ourselves some real drums in here. And some then real drums? Bat- yeah, then we can bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like- we could actually try to like play the song. Right. Yeah, instead of just, yeah, yeah, I got That you. would be cool. Yeah, have like our own little band, in-house band. Right. And we yeah. get going so well, the sticks would hit the ceiling, break a window. Who knows what? Who knows? We would definitely make a ruckus. We right. would cause a ruckus. Let's right. put it that way. Yeah, man. So what's been up, dude? How's your week going? Uh, week's going good. Real busy at work. Doing a lot of paperwork, mindless paperwork, but that seems to be the way we do things today. Yeah, yeah, that's how podcasts are run, right? No, no, the podcasts are good. I was just thinking of topics we have for today. We have some good topics. We're going to start, though, with a little bit of news and notes, then we'll get into some breaking news. Uh, Another game, because we've talked a lot about about games that people don't watch. Right. Uh, The NBA All-Star Game. Right. You didn't watch it. Right. I didn't didn't even know it was on. Yeah, I think think my family watched a uh, Disney movie instead. Uh, like Bonnie Enchanted probably, or something Bonnie like that? Bonnie probably had me watch uh, Endeavor, which is a British mystery series. Oh, nice. Or, or Vera, you know, another British, you know, police series. Yeah, those are those are older shows. I don't yeah, know right. if my generation watches that. But... You know, you actually have to think as you watch those. Yeah. But, you know, who's going to watch a mindless basketball game that if I really wanted to see a basketball game played like that, I would drive to my hometown, park my car, walk over and watch it for zero Zero dollars. Yeah, well, there's no defense, apparently. I mean, the score was like 170-something to 161. Right. Team LeBron won. Shocker. Right. Kevin Durant was MVP again. Shocker. So, really missed nothing there. It's all about whose sneakers can I sell. Right. But the only thing newsworthy that came out of that All-Star game is that Joel Embiid uh, has a sore knee now. Right. So, now he will miss uh, several games, kind of probably impact the – the position of the Sixers come playoff time, and for what? Why, why, why was he, like, if I'm the owner of the Sixers, you're not going. I'll, yeah. I'll send you a check if, if there's money involved. All those trades that the Sixers made, which we talked about in the last podcast, you guys should check it out, really meant means nothing to them right now. They're the number five seed in the East. And Correct. their first-round opponent would be the one team that has their number. The Boston. The Boston Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. As I said, if I'm the owner of the Sixers, uh, Joel, hey, listen, you can go. You're not playing, and if money's involved, I write you a check. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be tough. I mean, they Boston definitely has their number. They either need to win a lot of games, and there's only 25 ish games left, so they either need to win a lot of games, or they need to lose some games to adjust their seating to really have any chance. I think of getting getting Boston's out of the first round. In their head, so they need to take on that that matchup to established that, hey, Boston's not in their head. But Boston's in their head at the moment. Well, right after the All-Star game came some breaking news out of San Diego. And that news was that Manny Machado is signing with the Padres for 10 years and $300 million. $30 million a year. And that's what it averages out to, yes. Nice. Yeah, now he is quoted, he was quoted today as saying he liked the Padres game plan more than any other team's game plan, which I got to be honest with you, I think is total BS, man. Okay. So let me see if I have this straight. And and I don't know other than the white Sox and maybe the Phillies, if anybody else gave him a legitimate offer. Well, it was, it was reported that the Yankees offered him 220 million. Okay. So 220 million to play for the Yankees. I'm assuming he's either playing shortstop or third base. But, but in any event, his chances of making the postseason 
probably pretty good with the Yankees. Yes. Okay. The Chicago White Sox, mm, maybe not. Maybe they're not going to make the postseason. But that's a weak division. That's a very weak division. So with him on the team, possibility they sneak into the playoffs. And guess what? Manny's the man in Chicago then. Well, he might have viewed it as there was competition in the other in the south side of Chicago with the uh, with the Cubs. Oh, oh, right? oh, okay, but if the Cubs don't get to the World Series, it's a failed season for them now. If the White Sox make the postseason and Manny's a major contributor, Manny's the man. Now we go to San Diego. Manny could have a career season and the Padres aren't going anywhere. Yeah, which is why, again, I don't I don't understand what about the game plan he loved about San Diego. If it turns out, and I, I don't know how they would find this out, but if it turns out that he, um, that was the only team offering him to play shortstop, I get it, right? If he comes out and goes, I chose San Diego. They promised me I'd play shortstop for the next 10 years. The White Sox wanted me to play third base. The Phillies wanted me to play third base. The Yankees wanted me to play third base. I really wanted to play shortstop. That's why I chose San Diego. Then the comment of, you like their game plan? That that then holds some water, right? Except the game plan, I would assume, includes Fernando Tatis Jr., who, by the way, is a shortstop, who, if they promise Manny, you're going to play shortstop, uh, Tatis has to play a new position now. Well, he's young enough that he could move to third base probably. Maybe. I was trying to remember, where did Fernando Tatis, the original, play? Uh, Mets, Texas. No, no, no. What position? Um, he played in the infield. No, I think he played a little bit in the outfield. So he was, was he like a, a super utility player? So he didn't play third base? I, I'm i not going to say he didn't, but right. I don't think that was his primary position. I, I, I'm probably totally wrong on that. I mean, Machado's a gold glove third baseman. Right. He's potentially a gold glove shortstop uh okay potentially i'll I'll, I'll give you that so again i mean if the game plan part is what has me i think the game plan was uh they offered me 300 million uh the next best offer was 220 by the yankees so i like that part of the game plan uh i would agree with you and i think you have to add in the added factor of san diego i can go to tijuana pretty quick well the weather's nice out there uh, right. Year round, pretty and, much. and I can go to Tijuana pretty quick, get the added steroids that I need, and the tequila. I am intrigued by the fact that he stayed in the National League West because remember he played the second half of last year with the Dodgers, right? And I don't remember him tearing it up. Uh, he's not beating the Dodgers. The, the Padres are not beating the Dodgers. So that was That's number well, one. So before we get before we get to that, what I mean is. I don't feel like he went to the Dodgers and his batting average raised 30 or 40 points, right? I don't think he went to the Dodgers and hit 25 or 30 home runs. Like, I don't think he had this huge offensive um, surge. surge. Right. So, I mean, think back to, I view, like, when Griffey left Seattle, where he was averaging 50 homers a year. Right. And then he went to Cincinnati. Right. He dropped to 40 homers. And I'm talking about the healthy Griffey. Right. I'm not talking about when he got injured. He dropped off. He dropped off. Right. Right. So if he had realized he was dropping off and all Griffey and Griffey was different, right? But if Griffey had cared about, I just want to hit 50 home runs every year, right. he wouldn't have stayed in Cincinnati. Right. So my thing is, Machado wasn't tearing it up. He obviously very much cares about stats, you know, 
the fact that he's got the richest contract in baseball, like he obviously cares about, he's got a little bit of ego and all baseball players do, right? Why would you choose to stay in the national league? I think it had more to do with, I like San Diego, the weather, uh, Tijuana is like right there and I can go into Mexico anytime I want. Remember he's Spanish speaking. Um, So he could have gone to the Marlins. The Marlins weren't going to give him $30 million a year. I mean, the real question for the plan is, if he says he likes their plan, yeah. where are they getting the money for the pitching staff that they need? Where are they going to get the money for the other free agents? Because they're committed now. They've got to give him $30 million a year. So the next free agent that comes along, or or just look at the, the remaining free agents that are out there. Right. Let's say they go after Harper. Okay, Harper's going to want more than $30 million a year. But they can still afford that based on where that, they're at in that, the That's uh, fine. Threshold. So then you're going to commit over over – $60 million, let's say, to two players. Yeah, but their payroll right now, even with Machado and his $30 million a year average, I think is around $150 million. So it's and very the Yankees low. are at like 240 or higher at the moment. Oh, 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 okay, so you have a lot more money you can spend for more players. So let's put Dallas Kuchel on the team. He wants $20 million. So now between yep. three players, I have now put – Almost a hundred million dollars on the payroll. Yeah, I mean, three, this is, three players. If they go down that route, then they basically become the Yankees of the of the West Coast. Uh, I would I would agree with you, but although it's, you could argue the Los Angeles Angels or uh, what is it, the Angels of Anaheim. Anaheim in Los Angeles or whatever their actual full name is, right? Yeah, they kind of have that same situation with Trout, Otani, and Pujols. Right. So yeah. you sit there and you go, when one of those three get a hangnail or or get an injury no they don't have any backups because they can't pay for the backups and the drop-off's going to be dramatic so what so so in your mind then the Padres aren't competing I think the Padres are putting themselves in a position where it's going to be extremely difficult for them to compete because they're going to have so much invested in one two or three players they do have like the top ranked farm system in baseball correct so, so they if come those up, guys they come up they play a couple years and then what are they doing they're doing the manny machado pay me or i'm going free agent bye I, i'm getting 300 million now for the yankees who are restocking so i'm getting 300 million now for the marlins who are restocking so out of that 10-year contract that he signed right how many of those years are the padres going to be competing for uh, World Series or play, like you can say two. they'll compete this many years for the World Series. Well, how many? How many? How many years are they gonna make the playoffs? Two. You think only two? Two. Well, how for, many? How for, many years until they reach that beginning of that very short window? Five. So he's not even making the playoffs until He'll year be five gone before they make the playoffs. Go on. How are you gonna trade somebody with that kind of massive contract? Well, some nut will take that on right to say, hey, he's gonna push him over the top. I, I say that some somewhat with tongue in cheek because I don't think that's gonna happen anymore. I think I think the owners are getting smarter yeah. and saying I'm not forking out that kind of money for, for a rent, for a rental. I'm not, I'm not doing that. They did it last year with Machado because, again, his contract was pretty cheap. Yeah. They're they're not going to do it for a guy with thirty thirty million dollars, i.e. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, but even when Rodriguez got traded, I think he only had three years left right. on that deal. I mean, it was a it was a rental, but it was a and a three year rental is still a rental, right? Right. But you can at least see a. a but but the, Yan- at the end of the tunnel. The Yankees at that point were were basically put together to win. Right. He was just an added piece that kind of assured them, hey, we've got a legitimate shot. We're going to be there. Okay, so that could possibly happen with Manny. 
Manny could go to a team that, yep, we're there. We're on the verge. He's just pushing us over the top. So we'll pay $30 million to get there. We'll get that back. But they're going to have to empty their farm system to the Padres. Yeah, because they're going to have to go into a win-now type mode. Right. So in order to get win-now type players, you're going to have to empty that farm system. Plus, I, I think, and you and I have alluded to it a couple times on, on the pod here, that Manny Machado has the type of psyche that I think is similar to Alex Rodriguez's. And when Rodriguez signed that huge contract in Texas, he filled himself full of steroids. I think the same thing is going to happen with Machado. Think it already has. Have you well, yeah, seen? So you alluded have, to that. You have you seen alluded, him two years ago when he could when he couldn't hit the ball, when when he was coming up to the plate, and all of a sudden he couldn't hit the ball. But you said he couldn't hit because he was too bulked up. Right, he was too bulked up, and all of a sudden he couldn't get around because muscles went away. So for the first half of the season, two years ago, he looked like a guy that whoa, you did a lot of work in the weight room, but you can't actually make contact with the ball. Second half of the season. He probably got off the roids. Now he can actually swing. And he had a great second half of the season. Yeah, because he stopped working out. Right. So now he goes into the beginning of the season last year for the Orioles, and he knew he was going free agent, and he knew, hey, I'm going to be a shortstop, so you Baltimore got to play me at shortstop. And those morons actually, you know, went along with that. I'd have went, have a nice time playing in the minors. Yeah, get your, get your swing back. Right. So you kind of already started going down the path, and, and we'll get into it when we do the um, preseason preview for the for baseball. But um, I'm going to ask you now. Yes. With Machado, with Machado signing with the Padres. Yes, yes. This is my Barry White. What is, your, what is your standings for the NL West? Oh, uh, in terms of who's finished Projected standings. Uh, yeah, Dodgers projected first. Standings. Dodgers. Even though they got rid of um, Puig. And they got rid of Kemp. And I'm trying to think who else they got rid of to Cincinnati a couple, couple I, I still believe the ago. Dodgers are the best team in that division. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be a toss-up then between the Giants and the Diamondbacks as to which one finishes second. Uh, they both have flaws. They both have some good things as well. And I think the Padres are bringing up the rear. What about the Rockies? Uh, the, the Rockies... The Rockies are a very good team, okay? Very, very good team. There's an argument you could make that they have the best shortstop in baseball right now. C- correct. You could make that argument. Regardless also, of you, you Machado could, playing shortstop. You could also make the argument they have the best third baseman in baseball. Aleande. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's a heck of a third baseman. I, I, I don't – I'm not particularly on board with the Rockies pitching staff. Yeah, no, that's a weakness. Now, again, you're pitching in Colorado. That's more difficult than pitching other places. Do I think they can overtake the Dodgers? No. Do I think they could finish second? Absolutely. I mean, they're again, between the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and the Rockies, there are three teams that all have some good things and then some serious flaws. And until they decide, are we all in or we're all out, which will probably play out during the season, I, I think any one of those could finish second. But, but the Padres, they're, they're – they're finishing last. Manny could have an MVP a year. They're finishing last. Because think about it. Who's going to pitch to Manny? So I, I, I disagree with you on uh, – Shocking. Well, no, but I, I agree. So we'll start with what I agree on. I agree with you on the Dodgers winning the NL West. 
I think the Dodgers win it hands down. I mean, we'll let you I think, off. You agreed with me. Yeah, That's on it. the one thing. Nice. The Diamondbacks, though, if they don't get off to a very fast start, I think by the middle of the year, the Diamondbacks become sellers. And when they sell, they're going to wind up plummeting down the standings. The Giants, Bochy's already come out, said this is his last year. Correct. I don't see uh, the talent on the Dodgers. They still have Bumgarner, but I also think he's going to get traded. So I think that the Giants will finish near the bottom. I think the Padres and the Rockies are going to battle it out for a wild card spot. So I don't think that Machado's only getting a two-year window. I think this year he's battling for potentially making the playoffs. He'll be on the cusp, but the, but it'll be close. Wild card is all I'm guaranteeing him maybe to even have a shot at. Next year, the year after, if Fernando Tatis doesn't come up this year and he comes up next year, they're going to be pretty solid, but, but right? See, and then I think he's got a, maybe a five-year window. But, but see, here's why I disagree with you. I, I agree with you in one sense that I think if the Giants don't get off to a good start. They're sellers. Right. Bob Gardner goes on the trading market for the trade deadline. Samarjan goes on the trading deadline. Yes. Okay. They'll get decent players back for both of them, which basically. Prospects. Allow- I don't think they would get immediate M- Major League uh, Baseball I disagree players. with that. I think they will. Really? Get, I think they will. Uh, they will get back talent that now they can start stockpiling which then says their window to get back in it is much shorter. The same okay. thing with the, the same thing with but the you're not talk, but not this year. No, 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 not this year. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. Right. They're, they're not going to trade those guys and go from last place. Okay, first. right. Yeah. All no, right. no, 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 no. Okay. But if we're, if we're looking long term now cuz you just said the Padres right, are right, long term. Yep. You, you know, 2 years away, I think they're going to get back enough that they're going to be right there with the Padres. The Giants and the uh and the, and the Padres, yes. Yeah. Based on those trades. Okay. I think the same thing could be said with the uh, with with the Diamondbacks. Right. Because you're going to trade Granky, you're going to unload that big salary. The next guy you're going to unload is uh Robbie Roy. Robbie Roy. We're going to unload him again. You're going And they get, just got rid of Goldschmidt. They got they rid of Goldschmidt. They traded him to St. Louis. I believe they got rid of Pollock. Uh, I'd have to fielder. look. Yeah, I'd have to look. Right? So, again, they're going to get talent back. So, you kind of start looking and you're going, okay, you're getting talent back. It may not be at the all-star level of what I'm getting rid of, right? but I've got enough quantity of talent. I'm now competitive. Well, so, there's still one big, huge free agent out there that hasn't signed yet. Although, I guess you can make the argument that there's two other pitchers that they haven't signed that are kind of in that class. But Bryce Harper. Correct. You, all off season, you never talked about Machado without talking about Harper. You never talked about Harper without talking about Machado. Harper's the only one left. The the floor for Harper's contract has been set at ten years, three hundred million dollars, or ten years, three hundred and one million dollars. That's the floor. I think that's the lowest number he's going to accept at this point, right? Out of the people that are the teams, I shouldn't say team, people, but the teams that are left. You got the White Sox. You got the Phillies. You got potentially the Padres. You got the Yankees still lurking out there, although they said they're out of it. You got the Dodgers still lurking, although they've said they're out of it. And you still have the Nats. And I don't care if the Nats say that they've moved on or they're done. The Nats are always going to remain in this until the very end because that's who Harper started his career with. He could say, I'm coming back to the Nats. I'll figure out the money afterwards, right? So out of those situations... Where do you see Harper going? Uh, unfortunately, I think just from a money perspective, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, 
he's getting more money than Machado. Yeah. Because Boros. At least 301. Oh, yeah. Boros right. is not losing face on this. Yeah. This is all about Boros now. Forget Art. Scott Boros, yeah. This is about Scott Boros. Unfortunately, I do think the Phillies who want to spend some money are going to go get Harper. I don't think that's the right decision. I, I, I am against that. And you know, I am a diehard yeah, Philly Yeah, you fan, bleed red, man. You right? bleed Philly red. I would rather see the Phillies go get themselves a pitcher, a, co- a, a Dallas coach from Houston. Yep. Uh, I forget the guy in, uh, I think it's Kimbrell. Kimbrell. In, yep. in uh, Boston. Yeah. Uh, I'd even go for Robbie Roy out in Arizona. Yeah, trade, right. You've right? talked about making a trade many times to yep. Arizona for him. I, yeah. I would rather see them spend the money to get one of those guys who will help them get to the playoffs faster than Harper will. Do I think Harper's going to wind up with the Phillies? Unfortunately, yes. I, I think he will. I think the White Sox will back off now and go into rebuild mode with the players that they have. They may make some trades. I don't see the Padres unless they're just like on a total insane mission of dumping another 30-plus million on another player. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they will. I don't see anybody else stepping into this morass I think the Nationals have pretty much said here it is Boris is not accepting that because that doesn't fit his ego even though from a baseball perspective Harper probably fits better with the Nats if Harper's trying to win a World Series he picks one of two teams either the Washington Nationals which have a really good pitching staff Outstanding pitching staff. Or he picks the Philadelphia Phillies. That's that's the two if he wants to win a World Series. If he's in it just to make the most amount of money, I think just based on the comments that came out after the Machado signing, the White Sox are going to offer a boatload of money because they were very emotional over the fact that they felt they had a they gave Machado a better financial offer. And so I feel like now they feel we're just going to bid a crazy ridiculous number so that we get one of them. I, I, I won't say you're wrong about that, but at this point, Boris is definitely about the money. He, he wants the money. Yeah, so if he wants the money, he's going to Chicago because Philly's already said exactly. they evaluate players. And once a player gets above their evaluation, which is what happened supposedly with Machado, they walk away. I, I understand. And I, I so far... I have a lot of praise for what Clintec and McPhail have done with the Phillies in the offseason. Right. I, I grade them an A. If they get Harper, let me change that grade to like maybe a B minus. Really? Uh, I, I don't see Harper, and, and I know everybody will say I'm wrong. That's why we call it the sports feud. Right. But I, I don't see Harper pushing them over the top. Is he a good player? Yes. Is he an outstanding player worth 300 some odd million dollars? Absolutely not. I also think and. Think two years from now, welcome home. Oh, Mike Trout, a South Philly boy, a South <laughs> Jersey boy. I'm, I'm sorry, not South Philly, South Jersey boy. So I think there's two things on this Philly thing. One, the fans want him because they view him as a guy that hustles all the time, right? He plays hard. He he has the um, characteristics almost of like a Pete Rose when he came in. Charlie Hustle, right? Like I think fans can get behind that in Philly. They respect that, right? Um, however, Harper played with guys that joined the Nats after having stints in Philly. Jason Worth was ticked off at Philadelphia when he left, 
right? Because they wouldn't give him the type of money that he wanted to have. So he wanted nothing more than to beat Philly. And he was real good when he played for the Nats. Like he was, he was very productive. And that's a guy that won a World Series, by the way, in Philly. Jason right. Worth. The, the Phillies actually resurrected his career. Yeah. The second guy was Jonathan Papelbon, who got traded to the Phillies, kind of on the downside of the the last sort of Philly. Yeah. Where uh, is he now? Team. Well, he's out of baseball. But when right. he joined, when he joined the Nats, he was like, yeah, the you know Phillies, the Phillies organization is a joke. So what I'm saying is. From other people that he's played with on his team, that he's been teammates with, that he's established relationships with, they're not exactly the highest on Philly as an organization. So I think that's given him sort of a uh, some cause of concern, right, to join in the Phillies. Again, if he wants to win a World Series, he goes to Philly. Money, he's going to Chicago. I wouldn't necessarily write out the Padres. In my mind, it's a it's a four team race. The Padres are going to throw a lot of money at him. Are they going to throw more than they throw at Machado? Probably not. They're probably willing to give him the exact same offer and say both of you are going to make the same amount. You're going to be dual faces of the franchise. White Sox are going to throw a crazy number out there. Philly's going to throw a crazy number out there, like you said. And the Nats, even though they moved on, I'm pretty sure if you went back to the Nats and said, I'll take your 10-year, $300 million contract, that they would not, they they wouldn't say no. Oh, I, I, I agree with you on that. But that's never going to happen because he has Scott Boros. And Boros now, as you as you rightfully said, the the, the, the floor has been set. Yeah, 300, it's $300 million. Million. Yeah. So Boros, ego, Mr. I, I'm the greatest sports agent of all time, is saying it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that. And I don't see the Nats moving off of that. I could be surprised. I don't see them moving off of that offer. I think the Phillies are going to reach a point, just as you rightfully said, hey, you're beyond what we evaluated to be fair. I can't tell you that the White Sox won't do the insane thing and just say, hey, we're going to go buy it. We don't really care what the money is. If the Padres go insane and pay him a boatload of money just to add him to the team, that's insanity. That, it's insanity, that, that, but it's trying to win now. Good good luck with that, but that's insanity. So what team out there could Harper add the most value to? And I'm talking about any team. Not it doesn't even have to be one of the four teams that we've Boston Red Sox. We've talked really the Red Sox. The Red Sox. You they, park they him don't, in the outfit. Why do they? They don't need him. They just won the World Series without him. It wasn't even a close World Series. But that it wasn't a close World Series because they were the best team in baseball. When you looked at them, so then why do they need Harper? Okay, at Harper, and you bolster your outfield defense in right field. You bolster your offensive production at the plate. Now, if you. And, and I can understand you say, well, they're the best team in baseball. I don't have to go there. The other team that if he goes to, they go right back to the World Series, Houston Astros. Oh, I didn't think about that. All right, yeah, I agree with you on the Astros. Right. I, I vehemently don't agree with you on the Red Sox. I do agree with you on the Astros. I, I'm also shocked that you say that if the Phillies spend a crazy amount of money on Harper, you may, you give their GM a B-. minus. I look at that lineup. The Phillies have a very right-handed heavy lineup. So very right-handed heavy. Correct. They have one left-handed hitter. Correct. A man that swings the balls two feet over his head. Correct. You talk about defense. So right now they have a platoon in right field of Nick Williams and... Aaron um, Althier. Yeah, Althier. You're going to tell me that Harper's not an improvement over either of those two guys defensively? Oh, oh, I agree with you 100%. It's an improvement. And he can bat like anywhere between the probably the two spot all the way to the five spot. Okay, so so let's stay with that for a moment. Okay, let, let's stretch out the podcast a little bit on this, on this That's topic. fine. Okay. Let's say that they don't get Harper. So you have McCutcheon playing left field. You have 
Numbnuts playing center field. How's Dribble Herrera? And you have, say, Williams playing right field with Althea and Roman Quinn being the substitutes. Well, Roman Quinn should be the starting center fielder, but go ahead. I, I would probably agree with you on that. All right. You now have the flexibility that you could take, with the exception of McCutcheon, who just thought, signed as a free agent, you could take any of the other four and trade them and either get yourself. If both- you sign Harper. No, no, even if you don't sign Harper, oh. because you've got four outfielders for two positions. Uh, I agree with you, but I, if I got Harper, then I could trade Herrera, who probably has Herrera the anyway. most value. Co- correct. I'll... And go get uh, Robbie Ray out of Arizona. I, I, or, I agree. Which I think would be the better move, but you could get Samarja or Baumgartner out of, but, out of the But Giants. think about it. You could trade Herrera right now to the Giants or the Diamondbacks and get a Samarjan or a Robbie, a Robbie Roy, I think, right. right right now. You don't need Harper because you put Roman Quinn in center field, and guess what? Quinn's going to get a ball in center field probably better than Herrera does. Yeah, but even And with, by the way, he doesn't swing a ball four foot over his head. I know, but even with the addition of Segura, Riomoto, uh, Hoskins on first, McCutcheon, like Harper adds a significant bat to your lineup, plus he adds a left-handed bat, so... You just like the Harper man. I, I, not my favorite ball player. My favorite ball player right now happens to play in New York. I know it's crazy to say, but he does. He plays in New York. You're having a mental moment. Aaron Judge, baby. You're having a mental Love that guy. moment. Anyway, speaking of favorite players and favorite teams. Yes. And potentially favorite shoe companies. <laughs> it all came to a head on Wednesday night in Durham when Zion Williamson, the most athletic person I have ever seen in college basketball made a simple pivot. I don't know. Cut uh, spin move and blew out a shoe. Uh, that has probably gobbled up more airtime on the sports networks than anything else over think, the last three th- days. Th- think about this. A college freshman freshman, right? Right. Has cost the Nike stock to drop. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. Isn't that great? The kid doesn't even have a degree, and he had that effect on the stock market. But see, so that we'll stick with the money side of this for a second. That was, you know, how they said when uh, Tiger chipped it in at the Masters. Uh, what was it in two thousand? Was it two thousand four? Some right okay. where the ball stopped just right. on the hole, so the right. swoosh was like perfectly checked there. And because so many people were watching it, they're like, "Oh, this is like perfect." marketing, perfect advertisement. You couldn't pay to have better advertisement. If you're Adidas, you're Under Armour, you're Reebok, you're Puma, I don't care what shoe company you are, you couldn't have paid for better advertisement onto why not to buy Nike than what happened to Zion Williamson. But think now, Zion Williamson now becomes a mega mega millionaire. Whatever he was going to get as the number one draft pick, forget that. Right now. Right now, as a college freshman, he could sit there and go, first, my lawsuit against you is going to be worth this much because right. now my knee's gone <laughs> and, I, and you ruined my career. Well, and and, it, and by the way, let me play the video for, for the jury. It's even more uh, amazing that he didn't actually do any permanent damage to any. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, it's amazing oh, yeah, he didn't I do agree. any permanent damage. I agree. When he went down... Uh, well, you called me when he went down, right. like 30 seconds into the game. Right. And and at that point, you said, game's over, doesn't matter, Duke's losing, which they got smoked. Right. But you said he either tore his groin. Yes. Or he, or he hurt his knee. Or, or blew out his knee. Yes. Right. 
I watched it. I watched it real time, and I watched it in slow mo. Right. In slow mo, it definitely looks like he blew out his knee. <laughs> in slow mo, it looks like his right knee just went like yep. something snapped and it went right down. Right. In real time, it absolutely looked like he tore his groin. Oh yeah. Like, it just looked like both legs are going right. in two different directions. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> <laughs> it totally looked like he blew out his groin. So, from that standpoint. Just think of that lawsuit. Listen, you destroyed my manhood, right? I'm now going to sue you for that, too. He is 280 pounds of I, an I don't care what it is, child. right? The fact that he didn't blow anything out, he's got to be made out of, like, concrete or rebar or something because it, the shoe is gone. The shoe was, oh, yeah, like, was, obliterated. Right. Right? He had no he had no sole on the shoe. It was gone. Yeah. Nike, Nike has to come out with new technology now because air is not going to work for him, right? That was the most brutal air popping I've ever seen. Latent defect. Your honor, let me show you the video. Yeah. And by the way, you ruined my career, which people have projected would be in the hundreds of millions. Oh, he's got a legitimate chance to be the first billion-dollar athlete. And I know LeBron probably will get there. I never have to play. I just sue Nike, and they give it to me. Well, I think... He's easily the number one draft pick based on marketability, based on ability too. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about actual basketball ability, number one pick. Marketability, number one pick. Uh, from a uh, ticket office perspective, number one pick. No other kid in college had ticket prices rising up for the basketball game. I mean, there were tickets sold at Duke or, or sold on the, the black market for the Duke-North Carolina game that were more expensive than the Super Bowl. Yeah, I heard they were in the thousands of dollars. $4,500 for one ticket to the Duke game. So, right? so, so let me set the stage. And I got to tell you, after what happened, total waste of $4,500. No, no, no. But, 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 well, yeah, that we can get into the actual basketball part. Yeah. Of it, but, but let's stick with Zion for let's a moment. Let's stick with Zion. Right? Okay. Zion gets drafted by the New York Knicks. Right. Zion shows up for the first game, Madison Square Garden. And I'm going to say the NBA by some magic either has the Celtics there or the Lakers there. Oh, for sure. Sellout crowd, news media out the gazoo, celebs out the gazoo. I'm going to take a leap of faith that Nike will be on the sidelines with shoes that he can exchange during timeouts. Right? Yeah, so he can keep them fresh. Oh, so he can keep them fresh, right? I hadn't even thought about that. He's going to, wherever he goes, whether, and it looks like it's going to be the Knicks just based on record, but wherever he goes, the first game will be against the Lakers because they're gonna. It'll be LeBron, Zion versus LeBron. Let's get it done before anybody gets hurt. They get the first game of the right. season. Right, brings the NBA like a whole bunch of new exposure. Right. People get excited about it. Yeah, right. But so besides that, uh, back to Zion and and his college career. Correct. Okay. Zion blew out his shoe, freak accident. Right. Uh, in your opinion, yes. Should Zion William Williamson? Play any other game at Duke? No. You think he should shut it down? Right. I'm his agent. I'm going to Zion. You had a great career. It, it was really good. I, I see that knee uh, needing a lot of rest before the draft. Uh, I don't see you having to prove anything to raise your status in the NBA draft world. Okay, so uh, we're going to work on a shoe contract, like get a shoe that maybe stays yeah, together. stays together, right. Uh, but you're done. So I, I, I've... I've never sh- shot away from this. I'm a complete Duke fan. That is right? true. I, I bleed Duke blue. That's true. So as a Duke to the, fan. To the insane t- yeah, side. Yeah, probably to the insane side. But to to 
as a Duke fan, I absolutely want to see him come back. However, I don't want to see anything happen to him because I think that will then ultimately cost us future recruits. You, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there needs to be a, I, I if it might, there's five games left. I checked. There's five games left. They play Syracuse. Lost. They play Wake Forest. Win. They play University of Miami. Win. They play, uh, I think, NC State one more time. I'm Win. a little fuzzy on the fourth game. And then they play North Carolina. Loss. Right. Now, no matter what they do over those five games, they're making, a they're making the tournament. Right. Whatever they do in the ACC tournament, they're making the, the NCAA tournament. Correct. So I don't need Zion Williams to play for the next, like, six games. Right. Like, shut it down. Get your knees strong. Put ice on that. Tylenol. Right. Like, I right, want right, it to right, be right. 100%. Right. The tournament, the, the tournament, ACC tournament. No, no, forget the ACC you're tournament. You're not playing that, that either. That means nothing. Right. The ACC tournament means right. nothing. So, in fact, I want to lose the first game of the ACC tournament. I need rest, so everybody can rest. Right, right. Yeah. First game of the NCAA tournament. If yeah. I'm, I don't know, you lose all those games, you probably drop to like a, a four seed or three okay. seed, whatever. Good four seed, right? If I'm getting, if I if I don't you're get like a seed. yeah, if I don't get like a no or a, 13 a thirteen seed. seed, if I don't get a known thirteen seed, yeah. you ain't playing that game, right? Might be close, but you ain't playing that game, right? Okay. Then the next game when I play the five seed or whatever, sure, you're going to play in that game, right? And then maybe you play all the way out. But that means you got to play five games. Right. And you're only playing two games a week. Correct. Instead of whatever the crazy Correct. schedule is right now. Correct. I'm putting you back in for the NCAA tournament. I, I, I would go along with that plan. I, I would ask Zion, but if I were his, if I were his advisor, right. I'd be telling him you're done. Now, if Zion had strong feelings that, nah, he, he felt some loyalty to Duke, and he then, then I'm on your plan. Zion, you know, the next games are in the in the league schedule, uh, you're not even taking the bus. Nope. Uh, Zion, you know the ACC tournament that's in Charlotte? Doesn't matter. That's going to be a shame. You're going to be in Durham, right? Yep. Rehabbing, right? You're, you're not even putting the uniform on. You're going right. to be nowhere near a basketball but other see, than maybe shoot some free throws. While I believe that that's what should happen, my concern then is – that R.J. Barrett, correct, and Cam Reddish, correct, and Trey Jones, correct, all do the exact same thing. Okay. And so then Duke is down to the bench boys. Well, yeah, whatever that is. I In don't even case, know how many people they have on the bench. They're, they're, they're on right? six. Yeah. So and they lose the first round against AC. But then cares? I also I think it's a slippery slope because then that starts to trend for all the other teams, right? Oh, okay, but that's because college basketball set it up that way. College basketball is the developmental showcase league for the NBA because they said, hey, you can't come out of high school and go right to the NBA. Because if they still had that rule when Daryl Dawkins came out, okay, let, let's say that rule is still in effect in the NBA. Zion's not playing at Duke. Reddish is not playing at Duke. Barrett's not playing at Duke. Now, they're playing for some NBA team, and I'm not saying they're successful, but they're in the freaking NBA. Yeah, because the NBA is, is just, hey, I'll just showcase in – what I call streetball talent, yeah. and they all have streetball talent. But again, Zion coming out of high school, everybody thought he was just a dunker and had been beaten up on on a low-level high school team. Okay. So by him going to Duke, he actually raised his profile and raised his ability to get to that number one, okay. to that number one, potentially being drafted number one, I should say. Okay. Whereas R.J. Barrett's kind of going the other way. You know, He was the far and away number one pick, and then he doesn't have the box office. He certainly doesn't have the marketability, and so he just keeps he sort only, of dropping down. He only has a shot, right, when it's on. Yeah. He can't play defense. He can't yeah. rebound. He can't handle the ball. Now, in the NBA, he'll be great because half those guys in the league can't do that. Yeah. The best – I mean, Duke's got two really elite defenders, Trey Jones and Zion. Oh uh, Well, no, I'd take the other kid that came in off the bench. 
when oh, they came uh, back from twenty. Jordan Goldwire? Yeah. Yeah, but did you see him shoot the other night? Well, yeah, he, he struggles a little bit with struggles. His shot. I think he had four air balls. Oh, oh, oh okay, but listen, I'm and they ain't pretty. Okay, but the poor boy been sitting on the bench. Okay, number one, he's got to be shooting no, practice. No, number two, right? I, I'll take all the shots that the rest of them talked to have been playing. Right, that were clunkers. That were absolute no, clunkers. I agree. I agree. They were two of twenty from three point in the first half of that game. Right. Uh, all right. So real quickly, without Zion. Yes. So if he shuts it down for the rest of the year. Yes. How far does Duke get? Uh, game two of the NCAA tournament. Right. So the third, the second day of the tournament. Correct. Yeah. yeah no. Um, I'm going to say that they will, because their seed will probably drop, they'll probably be like a four or five seed, that without Zion, they probably... Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Probably get to the second weekend. Second here's, day. Here's the other second thing. day of the tournament. Let, let, let's say Zion comes back and he plays. Okay? Right. If Zion gets in foul trouble or fouls out, the game's over. Okay? Because they have no offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, or defense in the paint without Zion Williamson. Okay? Well, they certainly The rest couldn't... of them, I don't know what they play on defense. It's the NBA Ole defense, Well, it's not right? that they don't have any presence in the paint. The way that the, they really? teach... Yeah, because what Carolina did was... What, what, what game they, did you watch I watched the, the whole night? game. Right? The way Carolina beat them was they sped the game up. As soon as Duke made a basket, right. Carolina's inbounds pass went to midcourt, right. not two feet underneath the... You know, not just two right. feet there. And Duke wasn't getting back on defense. Oh, okay. Secondly, they were playing man-to-man defense. Right. And they would bring whoever the big was out. Right. And so Bolden or... Uh, Javin Delorier or Jack White would come out right. and then the point guard would just drive to the basket because right. there's nobody under there. Right. Right. Now that doesn't get fixed by putting Zion on the court. You, you That gets fixed by the big guy either hedging or Duke saying we're going to play a zone. But you can't set up a zone unless you get back on defense. And so Carolina right. just sped the game up so much that Duke wasn't able to hang with them. I honestly do not believe that Duke wins that game even if Zion plays. Uh, I disagree with you Oh there. my God. I disagree with you there. If Zion plays, he's a presence that, that North Carolina can't cheat on the defensive end. So if they basket hang, which is kind of what they did after he, he left, did, yeah. Zion's killed him underneath. He's scoring. The, the the way that North Carolina beat them, Numbnuts took his three-pointer, didn't make it, got looked, you know, looked at it, forgot, oh, maybe I should go back and you know chossel back on the defensive end. He's still looking at, oh, my shot didn't go in. Yeah. Okay, so the ball goes to North Carolina down the floor while he's still taking a picture of the one he missed. Zion's there. They get the freaking rebound. He puts it back in, and now the guys are backing up because they know when it goes down low to Zion, it's either a foul or he's jamming it, yep. right? They're not like, hey, so Trey Jones, Barrett maybe, Reddish, they're kind of peeling back a little bit, okay? Without him, they're all standing around taking a picture, I'm telling you, different ball game, different different ball game. Because Zion, by the way, when he gets pulled out from the basket, and the guys go in for a shot, or they go in for, he actually goes back and plays defense. No, he comes off his man. Here's Barrett. Barrett looks and goes, "Hey, that's cool. Give me the ball. Let me drive down so I can get my other three pointer." Barrett is a perfect NBA player. He should be the number one draft pick in the NBA because he is a uh, personifies the NBA. No brains, no defense. Well, I don't know about no brains. He he got oh, into Duke, man. Oh, okay. He got into Duke for his basketball or his brains? I don't think it's a no brains thing. I think it is a he 
plays a lot of hero ball. A hero ball? Yeah. Okay. Means he, Here's the no brains. Okay. The no brains is a shot missed. I need to hustle back. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, but you also teach kids to follow their shot, right? So if he dives in and the ball comes out long, the ball's already past him. Oh, oh okay. I'd be okay with that. Right. If he took the shot and missed and was actually under the basket trying to rebound, well, yeah, I'd be all happen. for you. I Where agree. was he? I, agree. I took my shot. Let me let me take a picture here. I agree. Well, moving on to the last breaking news that happened this week. It's very simple. We have more breaking news? We have one more last breaking thing, news? breaking news for this week, and that is a certain NFL owner got a little crafty, apparently, when he was down in Miami, and that is the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, was busted for uh, soliciting prostitution. It, it, listen, you need to let And this. again... Let's it's see, alleged. It's right. alleged. You you need to let this play out. First of all, the man's seventy seven years old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Seventy seven years old. Seventy seven. So 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 he's you you're know, close to that age. I mean, you're getting up there. Right. Right. So right? I'm going to assume at seventy seven years of age, he, he might have been on one of his <laughs> dreams, wishes. He's on a you binge. Know, like, <laughs> hey, maybe this is memory lane. Okay. Right. So again, I'm going to say he had a moment. Now, I, I think. He does, he's going to have to deal with it. Obviously, he's going to have to deal with it. But his bigger problem at the moment is not the police. No, no. His bigger <laughs> problem the at the moment is yeah. the wife. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, he's not as uh, he's not as financially secure as say Jeff Bezos, who's going to go through the same thing. But uh, there's a legitimate chance that if it's true, and again, he's come out and denied it. I don't know how you deny what's on video, but whatever, he's denied it. Hey, Barry, um, Barry, Marion. Uh, Barry denied it. They had him on video too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, his I wife, his wife could potentially ask for the Patriots. Well, that may be the easy part. You know, wives get a little crazy, man. She yeah. but when he comes home, now I'm assuming that she's with him. Like when he showed up back at the house, uh, it was probably not pretty. I, I hope he stopped and got himself some uh, protection, protection yeah. before he went in the door, right? Because. Remember, and, and they have a documentary coming out. I think yeah. it's on Netflix. Okay. Lorraine Bobbitt. Oh, yeah, I saw that. No, we're not going to get into that on this pod. I, I but understand yeah, that, I got but you. I, I yeah, take it it's from coming out. The, uh, the other issue, besides his wife, is the NFL. The NFL has a, a certain like oh, a policy yeah, about oh, moral standard. Yeah, that's true. And if you remember, I don't, uh, I don't remember Gordon. the exact year. No, 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 not Josh Gordon. Um, the owner from the Colts, uh, Ursa. Ursa. He was, suspe- I think it had to do with drinking. I, yeah, I, I think could that be was wrong, right? Was I think that was drunk driving. Well, okay, well, this is pretty bad. Crafts is, is still up there pretty bad on that one, right? Yeah, but him, he and Roger Goodell are, are good Ursa buzz. got suspended six games and fined $500,000. Oh, okay, but Goodell, Goodell's a uh, buzz. So you can tell me he's not going to do anything about this. Right. You're going to tell me Goodell's just going to be like, ah, it's okay, buddy. It's cool. You're on right, your binge. Right, he no had a deal. moment. He really? Happened. Yeah, look, he probably went in to get a full body massage, right? <laughs> Because he was, you know, you're old, you're ache, you, you yeah, got yeah. aches and stuff. I got you. And, and he and he said some things that were taken out of context. That was that was taken out of context. Absolutely. And it was on video. Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, hey, what he said and what his intent was, two different things. So if he loses the Patriots, if the wife, let's say the worst happens, right? Um, and I'm gonna speculate a little bit. I know we shouldn't, but I'm gonna speculate a little bit until things come out. But if he loses the Patriots. What type of effect does that actually have on the Patriots going forward? If the if the wife's in charge instead of yeah, uh, if the wife's in charge. Uh, uh, okay, well, I would think that that would be uh, grounds for all the wives in the NFL to say, "Hey, 
look what she got. How can I figure out how to do it? Right. Well, I mean, not, not, but what does it mean for the team, the, the Patriots team? Are they still going to be as successful? Are they going to, uh, drop in their performance? Is it going to be a distraction to them? Like what, what does it do to their reign of success? Okay. Well, first of all, Kraft's not playing any games. All he's doing is writing checks. Yeah, but he's, he's got to be having some say in the decision-making. You don't think so? No, Belichick and whoever the GM is, they're run, I assume they're running the team. How quickly you forget that Belichick was forced to get rid of Garoppolo? Oh, that may be the case. But that Who was made a, that decision? That, that was a Brady going to the owner saying, hey. Right, so that's what I'm saying. If they get rid of Kraft and they bring in the wife now, right. she's the one going to be going, I don't want Brady here, or oh. I don't want this person here. Like, Okay. Is that going to have an impact on on their success? Uh, it could have. I mean, she'll be in charge and he'll be on the sidelines, right? Uh, that happens. Uh, I, again, I think at the moment that's probably the least of his worries. I, I would be more yeah. worried about my own personal. He's going to have to write know, a pretty hefty uh, check, protection, right? That I would be. You know, I'm losing the Patriots. Well, maybe he doesn't come home for a while. <laughs> maybe he just stays in Miami. <laughs> he probably is hoping that he stayed in uh, right? jail, right there. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was a very busy week uh, in sports this week, so we caught you guys up on it. Um, coming up on future podcasts, we still have the uh, MB- M- Major League Baseball uh, preview because uh, spring training is well underway right now. That's correct. I'm still working on that. I might go down and watch some of it. Yeah, man. Again, take notes. Uh, then we have the uh, PGA uh, uh, preview for the season because correct. you got the Players' Championship starting and then the Masters. I'm to on my trip. If you go there, man, I already told you what I want. I understand. If I, I go there, I will call you from the the tournament. You should take pictures, by the way, when you're out of these things. Because we can post them out on Twitter. So you guys can reach us out on Twitter, at yeah. Sport Feud, at Instagram. Right. So if, Me and the uh, Bond, they're at, at the PGA. Right. So if you see right. uh, if you see Pops there, let him know that he's completely crazy on all his takes. Right. Right? Right. Um, and that Harper would be a great fit for the Phillies. Right. Uh, and then mental moment. We'll also get into the NFL draft because that's right around the corner and finish out the uh, NFL uh, report Nick cards Foles that we have. Go. Oh, that's the biggest one. Where yeah, is we, Nick Foles going to go? Because uh, I did see, and I, I know we're running out of time here, but I did see where Bo- Boyles is still the Jaguar quarterback. They're, they're looking like they may stay with him. Well, until they make a trade or until Nick Foles becomes a free agent, then Bortles won't be there anymore. And there's also a rumor Foles is going to New York. We talked about that. Always not backing up Eli, but we did talk about that. But anyway, thanks for sticking around for the feud. We will see you guys next time.